Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcast series Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. National Youth Council meets every year to identify the issues that are most important to young people within the Five Rivers fostering family. In 2021, one of their priorities was to explore gender identity and to create a resource to make this subject a little bit more simple. We ran a two-day residential in collaboration with the Royal Literary Fund and with Sound Art Radio. We used illustrations, animations, poetry and radio interviews to explore the experiences of young people, foster carers and staff who belong to the LGBTQ community and of course some of their allies. So let's hear from some of our participants. So hi, my name's Ray and I have the privilege of being a foster carer. So Ray, it was great to have you and your partner Sam here and your two young people. It was a real adventure for you to come down here from Newcastle all the way to Devon in the southwest. So you're really welcome. How has the project been for you? It was an an amazing experience for myself and our family. Previous to coming to us, the children that we're looking after at the moment had had no experience of positive people from the LGBTQ plus community. Their experience had been of negative comments, stereotypes, generalisations, and I don't think of anybody 3D and real. So to be invited to a residential with other people, other young people, as well as adults from our community, was quite a big thing for them. And for me, as someone who definitely identifies with that community, I would say I'm gay. That's the word I would use. And I would also say I'm trans non-binary. To witness young people being themselves, singing and dancing and playing and just wearing whatever they wanted to wear, just having the best time was really quite emotional because that's not what I got as someone their age. And it was amazing to see how far organisations are coming and to be part of an organisation that's providing not just a safe environment because it's not just about being safe but an environment where young people can thrive to be whoever they want to be is something that's just fantastic. So we've got biological sex and that is the sex that someone is assigned at birth but when we're talking about gender identity we're talking about somebody's sense of themselves, their sense of their own gender, about who they are, who they want to be and how they feel inside. And gender expression is the gender that they want to show the world and they want to express. It's perhaps a bit more of the outward feeling. And of course, pronouns, he, she, they, them, Pronouns are another way of expressing this gender identity and that is very individual um, and how people want to be addressed is very much up to them. Um, So do you want to just tell us a little bit about pronouns? He, he, him or her. Pronouns are very important to a person and how they identify. Most people use basic he, him or she, her pronouns. This is most commonly 
cis people who are people born that that gender or trans people who are people transitioning to that gender. So if you're trans or transgender, you don't identify with the sex or the gender that you were given or assigned at birth. And this might mean that you would choose to change your pronouns as well to he, him or she, her or whatever. But it's also a wider umbrella term for a whole range of gender identities that don't follow the assumptions that people make about a person at the point of birth. There are other pronouns such as they, them. Those are most often people who are non-binary. Binary is black and white, male and female, light and dark. Okay, so that is binary. So in terms of gender identity, when you're non-binary, that means that you don't sit in the male or female camp. It's not black and white. So non-binary is a term that is used to describe someone whose sense of their own identity falls outside of those male and female strict categories. So they don't feel like they connect to either of them. And these people, they will often use the term they, them and theirs. So we began the residential by introducing our names and our pronouns. Do you want to tell us about that process? It was really interesting. The relationships that were building with those other young people and clearly just wanting to learn and make friends. And they're eager to, to get things right. That They will ask, what, what, what pronoun do you use? And that's a six-year-old asking that. And he has, he has no issue with that at all. He would rather just make sure he gets it right. And, but he'll also say, and if you want to be called something different, you can just say that, just let me know. It might change, you know. So he's open to things not just staying one way, but also being flexible as well. That things can change within that. Because that's the other thing, you know, we're on a spectrum sometimes, aren't we, some of us? Gender fluid is when a person feels like they are all of the genders or more than one of the genders. Gender fluid people often use other pronouns, including he, they and she. Many gender fluid people are often seen as indecisive, but this isn't true, they're just them. So what I'm understanding is it's really important to listen and to treat someone's pronouns with respect and that it's not always possible to immediately know or see someone's identity from their appearance alone. So we shouldn't make assumptions about that person's pronoun based on their appearance or their voice or their characteristics. We need to respect people's identity by using the correct pronouns. By using the correct pronouns, we're really seeing the person for who they are and we're helping them to feel confident within themselves. You should never um, misuse somebody's pronouns, like like using she, her, when they're he, him. This can affect people's mental health and really upset them. Many people struggle with with bullying and misgendering on a daily basis. I don't think that this is right. I feel like people should try and use the right pronouns. It it may be it be difficult to always remember them, but well, you always have to try. But if you get it wrong, it's not that that bad, as long as it's just a mistake. Many people will understand if if you make a mistake once or twice with their pronouns, and it is. And it is just just better to to keep trying and not make a fuss about it.
it can be a problem getting it wrong. People can feel upset and it can affect their sense of identity. But I'm also hearing that as long as people try, that that's the main thing, that we really try to respect um, and that we correct things when we do get it wrong. It took a long time to sort of get my head around that, really, and work out that really it's not what the world thinks that's important. What's really important is what's right for me. And if I want to dress as if I'm more masculine looking, but if I want my pronouns as she, her, guess what? That's okay. That's absolutely fine. But it probably took about 40 years to work that out. And that's, that's a long time to work something out. And I think it probably took longer because the people around me didn't have any education or understanding about that when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. And I think education is really important and understanding about pronouns and also understanding how people need a bit of time to be able to work out what's right for them and not be pushed into whatever the world think is right for them. So time, bit of education, bit of support and then there's a chance that that person might feel like who they really are which from a mental health point of view is the best thing in the world. So what else would you say has helped you? Support from friends and family is important because it can help the person to feel more comfortable being themselves. It can also help them in the long run so that they feel a sense of comfort and know that someone out there supports them for who they are. If your family and friends don't support you, you might be scared to show yourself. You don't need to be an expert activist on gender. What you need to be is someone who loves and who cares. Listening to children, what's most important is being there because on top of that, you can build, you can learn, they can learn. And if you haven't got the answers, that's not a bad thing. The amount of times that I've said, I don't know, mate, but I tell you what, I can be the person who can find somebody else who knows. Or shall we work this out together? Because I don't know. But I feel okay telling you I don't know. But what I want to do is explore together. I want to be the person who's right by your side going through this. I think that that's right because or although my family didn't know anything about the LGBTQ before I like I came out, they did start asking questions and getting like to know. They became more more supportive when they were more knowledgeable. I think it was just like a process of just asking and experiencing and seeing what's going on. So do you think that we're in a sort of special, unprecedented era of education, information, respect, and that language development when it comes to gender and individual expression is really very rich and developing and growing at the moment? I think it's a really exciting time because in my lived experience at the young age of 45, um, my experience of pronouns has gone from almost one extreme to the other. Yes, we all have pronouns and they've always been there. It's not a new thing. Um, however, to be part of a community who are now finding appropriate pronouns, I know that when I was younger, 
late 70s, early 80s, I didn't have the right words to support an identity and the person who actually I am. As a child and a young person, that was incredibly difficult to be growing up thinking this doesn't fit right. And it's more than not wearing the right size shoe. It's a deeper not fit right. If you grow up not feeling you're in the right identity, it impacts your whole being because it's like you have no no way forward. There's no path. Back then, it was really difficult. And that's one thing about this amazing generation that's coming up. They're absolutely inspiring and changing the world. They're fantastic. I mean, if there isn't a, a, a pronoun or a label out there that fits them, they, ju- they just come up with it, which I just think is, is just so brave and wow. I think having access to this language and this information and having this increasing acceptance is amazing. So how is that impacting you as a young person? I, I feel more comfortable with my pronouns now and I've even become more social and more confident, though I'm still me. I've got the same personality, I'm just more confident and more social. I, I, I talk to people more, I'm less anxious when I'm talking and discussing what I like. Where, whereas when I didn't, when I wasn't who I am now, I was always anxious because it just didn't feel right. Now I'm gender fluid. I feel like I'm just free to be me. I haven't, I don't need to live up to all of the society's stereotypes for who I am. I feel like I can finally be me. Amazing. How important would you say it is to you? Yes, my gender isn't the whole of me. It absolutely isn't. My sexuality isn't the whole of me. They're just parts of me. But they're really, really important parts. So when somebody makes an assumption of my gender, whether that is female or male, and often it, often it's male. I mean, there's, there's a number of experiences of when I've been physically removed from female toilets because I'm a, a male, perceived to be male, or other situations where people have just made an assumption about my gender which is incorrect and there's times when that's escalated to physical violence emotional sort of harassment verbal abuse and it's not acceptable it's also really harm harmful and hurtful and however strong and resilient you are it sometimes gets through so I think it's really, really important that our children and young people have such a strong base as they are children and young people to be accepted for who they are. Because if you've got that strong base from the very beginning, when and if negative happens, you've got a really solid base to, to spring from with that. Whereas if you haven't, it's tricky. It's really hard when that happens. And hopefully that's happening less and less. Uh, And I do feel it is and I do experience it is. How do you think carers can support young people exploring these issues? I think that um, the more that we can support foster carers to understand that gender identity is nothing to be scared of, and that actually supporting the children and young people who are with you, whatever their age, is the most important thing in the world. That's all our kids ever need, is support. 
they need someone to stand behind them and if you don't feel so confident in understanding gender identity there are foster carers within the agency who can help you with that and are wanting to help you with that because all we ever want is to have our children and young people feel that they can be who they want to be in their home that's really really important because if you can be who you are in your own home well then the chances are you can be who you are in the world and then you can go out and do amazing things I really have to say it was a complete privilege to be part of this project, to be around so many people who were open about their identities, the simplicity of it and the complexity of it. I think we would all benefit from exploring our identities in such a way, at least once in our life, to ask ourselves these questions and not just take things for granted. The group itself was so diverse and respectful of all identities and it was just fantastic seeing members of the LGBTQ community working alongside their allies with a shared vision and shared values and with complete unconditional positive regard for everyone. It was truly magical to be part of it. If you would like to read our book which covers gender and sexual identity in more detail, you can find it on our website, 5-rivers.org. Thanks for listening. Original soundtrack, Proud to be Me, written, produced and recorded by the Five Rivers Young Creators.